Alright, hello everyone. I just have a few quick notes to uh, go over before we start today's episode. Uh, firstly, this episode was recorded um, six days prior to release, uh, so that's this past Sunday, and um, I the, the plan for this week was to release um, a, a podcast of me doing a music theory course on Wednesday, uh, and then this this episode with uh, special guest Michael Tellum on Saturday. However, uh, I've been moving this week, and in the chaos, I didn't get an episode up on Wednesday. Um, so I make reference to the fact that in days prior, I had done a, a music theory episode um, in this in this podcast that you will be seeing. That is not the case. I also make reference to a Patreon. That is a Patreon that no longer exists. Um, at a stage that at the stage that I'm at right now as a creator, um, it doesn't really, you know, um, it's not really a benefit to me. I'm not making um, enough compensation for the, you know, what uh, the the effort that I would need to put into a Patreon. Uh, and in hindsight, probably should have known that before I started it up, but I think I was just getting a little too big for my britches, to be completely honest. Um, I've refunded all the people who were patrons, um, and out of fairness to you guys, I am going to be reading your names um, still at the end of every episode, thanking you for um, having faith in the Patreon that I had. Um, that is all I had to say. Um, past Carter, take it away. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special uh, episode today because we have our first guest. Um, now, this is someone I've known for a little while. He is a music student at St. of X University. Uh, he's one of the best saxophone players I've had the pleasure of meeting. Um, and most notably, he is the 2027 Forbes Sexiest Man Alive. Uh, this is uh, <laughs> this is uh, Michael Tellum, everyone. Uh, welcome, Howdy. Michael. Thanks uh, for having me on the podcast. This is really cool. Yeah, thanks for coming on. My first podcasting experience. Yeah, mine too. It's, uh, it's the first time I've done this. <laughs> <laughs> um, welcome, everyone, to Tenor Boom. I am... The second sexiest man alive, Carter Dunn, if shown up. Um, and yeah, so today me and Michael are just going to be having a little chat. It's been a while since we've had a chat, actually. I've been moving a lot, so it'll be nice to you catch up. You, you moved to, uh, you were in um, Picto for a while, but you moved away. Like you're in the actual place now, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I, you're half right. Um, I was in Picto for a little bit. But then, and this is an inside scoop for the listeners too, and I don't think I've said this. Um, so I went from Maniganish to Picto, and then I went from Picto to Windsor, and then I'm going to be in Windsor for another few days, and then we'll be in Numinus, which is the oh, landing spot. Okay. I see, I see. And then a little bit later, I move into dorms. So it's, uh, yeah. it's going to be a pretty busy... Your summer got a little messed up there at the end. But... Mm -hmm. All of that, all and I've had, I've had to work online, which is good oh, to a yeah. certain extent, because it's like... At least you can like actually work because like it's online. It doesn't matter where you are. Exactly. There's no commute or anything. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. That's that makes it easier. But it's still been a little bit of a ruckus, a little bit of a hassle, a kerfuffle, a if you will. Carnival kerfuffle. 
That's the that's Cuphead, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. I know a little I gonna, bit. I was gonna do that as my grad pick. Oh yeah, right. That would have been fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm thinking about doing soundtracks at some point. Like just, oh, I, yeah. I don't know what specifically I would do, whether it be like a review or just like I'm not sure, but I've tossed that idea around. That would be um. It would be really cool to like analyze the soundtrack. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, yeah. I can't analyze. I'm just not good. Oh, but... well. <laughs> I mean, if you, you know what I mean, though. Like, you know, like you you listen to it and then like you pick out like, oh, this part's kind of cool, or like you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah, I get you. That's yeah. Yeah, I would do something like that. Well, I just reviewed um, two. I did two Hobo Johnson albums actually because mm. he decided to drop two albums in one week. Um, so that was that was a pleasure. Um, I, I don't necessarily. It's more first first reaction, like initial reaction, than analysis. Right, right, but... right. Anyway, Paul Johnson's not a little character, but yeah, he he's he's something. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, anyway. Um, so Michael, as I mentioned, you are uh, you're just coming off your first year at Saint of X doing music. Uh, do you want? Yeah. You want to talk about like uh, what's that what holy cow what that is like a little bit yeah sure um so uh i i've i went to saint of x i'm going to saint of x for a bachelor of music degree a couple of degrees that you could do there but that's like the big like basic one um and it's a jazz program so and it's actually it's mostly performance based too there's some universities that have like you, you can like kind of specify into like composition or like i'm doing like I know at NSCC they have like a, a music thing that's more for business too, so that's like a separate thing as well. But this is strictly like, oh, okay, you're performing, you're like learning theory and all that stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I, uh, it's it's been it was pretty it was it was rough the first year ish, but I think that was just like going to university for the first time in general. Yeah, um, for I sure. don't think that was specific to the program. Uh. But overall, like like the first semester, it was like adjustment, and then like it was it was the workload too, because I hadn't done any work either since quarantine had like happened. Like my grade twelve year got kind of messed up because of that. So I like getting been... back into doing a bunch of schoolwork was was a bit of a transition as well. Um, but then second semester was better, so it's and I'm excited for this this next coming year too. So I think it'll be good. You know um, what you're doing next year. Like in comp- like, mm-hmm. what's different second or first year versus second? Oh, year? just like, like I'm, I'm, I, I think I'm like prepared more. Oh, is this is okay. what kind of what I was mean. But yeah, the, the material will be interesting too. Anyways, yeah. So it's uh, it's basically like I have I have personal lessons with like a, a a professor of like the instrument that I'm playing. So in my case, I play saxophone. So I have the the sax prof Kenji. He's he's really great. Um. And everyone has that for whatever instrument they have. And then uh, there's uh, the first semester I had piano classes because every every first year student has to take a piano proficiency course if they don't like already know how to play piano. Um, so that was and that was it's only one semester too, so it's just like a basic thing. They teach you like uh, like how to play like basically because it's jazz, it's like you're not really reading sheet music in the same way. It's more like you see a chord symbol and then you have to play that chord symbol so you just have to like know what the notes in that chord are kind of thing mm-hmm. and then also like different voicings so like if you're going 
in jazz there's a common progression called the two five one it's like two minor set or like a if you're in the key of c it's like d minor seven and then it's a dominant g7 which is the five and then the one which is the, the major seven chord and there's like a specific way to play that on piano so it's like really easy they teach you like stuff like that okay. sort of like basic little things like that um i also had a jazz history course which was really cool um taught by paul tynan he really knows his stuff basically just a, a general overview of like jazz from like its inception in like the early 1900s all the way up to more modern stuff um that was really interesting i also that was actually really cool we had to do like album reviews in that class you know, like the last mm. album i recall so you mentioning cool. that yeah <laughs> You get exposed to a lot of interesting music, that's for sure. Um, was a lot of that, like, uh, jazz-centric? The oh, yeah. Were given? yeah. I mean, it's, it's different because uh, as you're going through, you kind of, like, branch off a bit more. So, like, you start out and you have, like, early swing era. No, not even swing era. It's, like, early jazz. It's, like, your basic, like, it, it's got, like, ragtime influence. It's got, like, blues influence. It's got, like... Um, traditional like African uh, like that kind of influence as well um, all of that in one little mo- also it's like uh, where was it? I think it was New Orleans like Louisiana like that that was like sort of the one of the like hot spots for jazz so it has like that um, there's like marching band stuff going on there and like other things so it's just like a big like amalgam of of just separate influences in early jazz right which is like interesting in its own right, but it's like not fully formed yet, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get to like other groups. You get like to like to the swing era with like Benny Goodman and like uh, Duke Ellington and like Count Basie, all those like big big band kind of guys. Um, then you get into like bebop, which is like th- that's like where it starts to become like yeah, this is jazz. Like you know, mm-hmm. I mean? right? Yeah, yeah. Like you got like. Uh, Charlie Parker and Dizzy Gillespie who are like really, 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 really good. Uh, and then later on you go to like more, it like splits off. So like Bebop has its own kind of thing and then you have like cool jazz on like one area and you got like um, like soul jazz kind of stuff. Um, and uh, then when it's it, like later on you get into like the 70s and it goes into fusion which is really cool. And that's when it starts to get more like rock influence and like funk and, and all that other stuff. So you can branch off there. Right. Uh, the funk jazz is definitely my, um, I don't want to say mm-hmm. my forte, but it, it's, it's my preference. Yeah. My preference. Jazz, jazz fusion is really good. Herbie Hancock. He's, he's a great example of that. Um, yeah. So that's, 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 uh, that was the jazz history. That's, that's that's pretty interesting. Um, what would you say your favorite period of jazz is? Either to uh, learn about or like just music preference wise, whatever you prefer. It's to uh, that's a tough. There, there's elements of uh, elements of all of them that I like definitely. Um, uh, like, I think maybe maybe hard bop. Hard bop is like the soul jazz kind of thing. Um, That's and it's like it's very uh, 
how do I put this? It's like jazz can be kind of like cerebral and like intellectual and like mechanical sometimes. Like it, it swings, of course, but then you get to like some of the bebop stuff, which still like grooves really hard, but it's a bit more technical. Um, and uh, hard bop is really, really, really groovy. It it just it it's there's a lot of vibes going on. You can like jam out to hard bop, right? So I uh, I think I think that might be my favorite era, probably. Um, and then like, what, what else did I have for a semester? Uh, there was also, I had some like ensemble classes and stuff, uh, which was really fun. There was, I had two, initially I had one and then I was putting another one. Um, so there's, there's a big band, uh, with nine players called the Nonat, uh, which is, which is like your typical, there's like one of every type of instrument so you have like your saxophone section which has alto tenor and baritone and you have uh, a trumpet and trombone and then a rhythm section of like piano guitar drums and bass cool. okay so yeah that's that's that that was really fun um was sort it of just... because sorry go ahead no no sorry what were you saying i was just going to ask like for that ensemble class um in the big band is it is it just playing or is, is there what is, is it just playing is essentially what I'm asking. Oh yeah. It's, it's pretty well just playing you, you get, well here, like uh, the first time I went, it's like, you go there, you get like a little like introduction, like, Oh, this is the band or whatever. Um, and then we get some music and uh, we start rehearsing it. It's just, it's essentially like you're, you're playing. It's like normal rehearsal. Like you remember in, in high school, band like it's it's like that but there's marks you know like sure. it's not like a written portion it's not like a test you know it's it's like just playing essentially now That's the one awesome. thing yeah <laughs> it, it's really cool um we do have like a performance at the at like the end of the semester so that like and if you if you mess that up then like maybe you're not gonna get a great mark or whatever but Mm. You, you know if if you've been playing that whole time and like all that stuff and you're practicing you're you're fine it's it's not hard necessarily sure. university um, level bird course is what i what i'm hearing it's <laughs> it's not a bird course i'll tell you that much <laughs> man there is this uh first semester is like fine we did like some pretty basic stuff uh second semester we did a lot more difficult pieces there's this okay. one guy um who uh, a fourth year student guitarist uh he he uh had composed these pieces um that were like for this band and they they were really really cool like they were so interesting but they were also equally as difficult to play <laughs> so uh yeah that that was that was tough there was a lot of a lot of practice sessions on that one yeah i would imagine no, and it's like mm-hmm. I joke about it being a bird course, but well, you know, yeah. like I I have difficult difficulty playing like in the wee small hours of the morning where it's like whole notes the entire time for the tenor sax. Oh. But like <laughs> this, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really cool though. It's like also too the other thing like once you're once you're playing well, once you learn the song, um, 
it like you 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 feel good because the band sounds good you know right like having having that final product is really is really satisfying i absolutely get you on that part i remember in uh, in jazz band in particular um i feel like when when a majority of everyone was playing well everyone kind of stepped it up a little bit i know there was was some runs that i was hitting that i would definitely not be hitting if buddy next to me wasn't hitting it as well you know what i mean right right and then like the other thing too is like um especially for like improvisation like if you're taking a solo um it really really like if you're feeling the night like you're feeling the band and like everyone's having fun it's you're playing better too on that which right. really helps especially like when you're exposed um it's just you playing so yeah that's it overall that i, I really like nonat that was fun uh the other ensemble that i was in was more of a combo thing uh it was it was just it was me and another saxophonist and drums and guitar and bass so yeah, it was just like uh, a smaller kind of thing, and that that's more like traditional jazz, right? If you if you if you allow that, mm. yeah, um, I, I I'm picking up what you're putting down. So it's a lot like because basically with a jazz like normal jazz standard, it's like you have a you have a head, you have like a theme or whatever you want to call it, and then the majority of the song is like improvisation, and then you play the head again like on the out on the right. outro. So that like basically that whole that whole ensemble was improvisation and stuff like that. So this is uh, just I'm curious. I've never been good at improv. Um, imp- I'm I've <laughs> I when I said that I immediately imagined like that. Yes, and that's not what I meant. You, you know what I mean. <laughs> but, um, but like improvisation on the sax, I've never been. I'm just now getting like all right at it. Like, what are some what are some tips for getting better? Um, oh, at that? I I like okay when when I went to Benavex for like my first thing, I thought I was like all right. When I got there, I was like, oh, I'm not super great compared to these guys, at least for improvisation. Um, it's so it's been it's been a process to learn it, and I will say it's it's like kind of like a lifetime thing, you know, like you improvisation is sort of like the the ultimate like goal and like expression i guess as as a musician you know like you have to have everything else really really good and then that all comes together for the improvisation to work right okay so in terms of like a tip it's it's tough because there's so many things that go into it like technique is probably the biggest part of it like if you don't know your scales and you don't know and you're like your fingers aren't good, like you don't have nimble fingers. It's it can be that can be a limitation. Um, I think I, no, uh, even the even a bigger limitation would be like the the theory knowledge, like understanding of what's happening. Um, essentially, like, well, okay. When when I used to improvise in high school, I didn't really know how to do it at all. So what I would do is like. Uh, I knew like what this what key this song was in, and I would kind of just play like a blues scale or like fiddle around with like a major and minor thing in that key. Right. And that was and that was like basically it. And I relied on my ear a lot too. I didn't I didn't really know exactly what to play. I was kind of just like hoping I'd play something good. For sure. 
Um, but after going through like a jazz theory course, it's uh, it's really insightful because it's it's from from the outside it looks like it's kind of impossible. It looks like there's this this god who like knows exactly what to do from like intuition and all that, but it's really like super technical. Like it's really just like um an input output. You know, like if you if you learn this thing, you can do this thing. Like everything has like a corresponding element that goes with it and once you learn that you can kind of like progress further which i found was kind of interesting so like just as an example like um each chord is associated with a scale so if you have like like an easy thing like c major obviously you can play a c major scale yes <laughs> um but like there's also like a dominant seven chord which is the fifth degree of like a scale right and that has an associated scale like you can play it's it's called mixolydian i guess is like the mode okay um but you can also play like um a dominant bebop scale or you can play altered or you can play lydian flat seven like there's any number of of scales that you can play over this chord um and and learning that was like really really insightful so that i would say that like theory like knowing what to play where is is probably one of the most important things and then technique like learning putting in the work to learn those scales and get good with them is is also really important too for sure i've actually uh it's, i guess as of now i haven't done it but this is so i'm pulling back the curtain a little bit here for everyone who's watching so this i think is coming out the 14th I'm recalling correctly, um, but the episode that is coming out the 11th, um, I haven't recorded it yet. It'll be recorded after this, um, but I'm doing um, a music theory course from Allison University, or it's Allison.com, and it, mm. it's like this free online university course. Um, and thank my lovely Patreon uh, patrons for that. <laughs> <laughs> By my the way, who I love and hold dearly. Yeah, oh, oh, by the way, sign up for my Patreon. <laughs> while, while subtle, we're subtle, very subtle. <laughs> yeah, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I'll throw that in there. Um, yeah, but so <laughs> I that combination of words, yeah, but so, is like my catchphrase. <laughs> I, I catch myself doing it every now and then. I, it makes me giggle, but yeah, it's. I almost did it again too. That's like when people say, "Yeah, no, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, 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 exactly. So you know, maybe I'll pick up a few of those things that uh, th that you were just yeah. talking about um, on that course. I'm only doing the first module, and to to let everyone know, I did do music IB, um, but a lot of my theory understanding is kind of skewed because we were at home for uh, you know for quarantine. For a right. while so I, I missed a lot of like the theory heavy stuff and mm. admittedly during a lot of the theory heavy stuff i was not the absolute best student potentially so <laughs> i i missed, yeah. I missed a few things as well which it's, is that's my fault but it's so the uh jazz theory is a little bit different than than uh, like classical theory right like classical theories, honestly, um, I don't know if this is gonna offend anyone. It's kind of boring, personally. I'd find. Oh, absolutely. 
Like, <laughs> I, I don't blame you for not paying attention. <laughs> right. That mixed with, I was in there with, like, th- three of my closest friends as my classmates. Like, yeah, we you were, were set up you for were failure. Really <laughs> set up, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, Michael was actually um, when I was in eleventh grade, he was in twelfth grade, and we were, we were, we weren't in the same music IB class, but like we were, we were in the same room often, and I yeah, just yeah. it was so funny because he'd be in there like hard at work, like really trying to finish up his stuff, and we would be like a jungle in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would coincide where I was doing, I had a class when you had lunch or something like that. Right. So yes. like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There'd be, everyone like would, would go to the music room for lunch and I'd just be like trying to work on my essay or whatever. And, <laughs> and people would just be like goofing off in the back, which is fine, but just like, cool. <laughs> <sighs> well, it worked out. He graduated yeah. and now he, oh, well, I was going to say he has the last laugh, room. but he just has more work <laughs> with the university. <laughs> so yeah it's a different kind of work though yeah like what's the i mean obviously i know there's a difference but like it's my understanding is that it's just a lot more work right like that's that's kind of the the gist of it uh i mean obviously you learn different things like it's very classical classical based in high school versus like more jazz yeah different types of music well, the thing is that because this is a jazz program, they're they're covering jazz. So right. I, I did have to take a, a classical theory course, though, like first first semester. Because I guess they just want everyone to kind of have a baseline of that anyways. Um, right. But in terms in terms of the workload, um, like when you go to high school, it's it's very structured and there's like a routine. Like you, you get there at like seven o'clock or, or eight o'clock whenever your, your school starts, and you you have okay, I have this period, then I have this period, then I have this period, then I have this period, and you're kind of going the whole day until you're done. Hmm. With university, your schedule is is pretty all over the place. At least mine was. I don't know about everyone else, but I can only assume. I had like, you know, I might on on the in the in a given day, I might have a class in the morning and then uh two or three hours of free time and then another class later on and that's like the whole day right or some days i might not even have a class so it it's there's there's way less class time but it you you have to make up for that in like personal work basically right i know in high school it's a lot of like other than the occasional given piece of homework it's very it's a lot of not a lot of work it's a lot of in-class work, but then you're yeah. kind of done versus mm-hmm. here's all the work, like much less, considerably less class time anyway. Yeah. Well, it's like they give you the syllabus at the start of the, of the semester. It's like, okay, you have, you know exactly when all your projects are doing, you know, when the, like the final thing is from, from the get-go. So if you wanted to, you could, t- you could start working on the final project immediately, but I mean, who's going to do that unless you're, like, a god of productivity? <laughs> you like, might as well not even take the course. Like, you're, you're probably yeah. going to learn stuff to use for that last bit. You're like, mm, no, I'm going to do it now, actually. I'm going to do it now. <laughs> I think I want to do that right now. Um, yeah, so, like, it's, it's, it's honestly kind of tough because, like, sometimes I would go for, like, my class 
the worst days were when like you had you had like a morning class and then like out or like you had a class and then free time and then another class because unless it's like a two hour break i found that like i couldn't get anything done in that time mm. like i'd have um i'd have maybe one like a class that was at like lunch like 11 15 to like 12 45 or something like that and i'd get back um and just like i'd eat lunch and then it's like my next one would be like an hour or two later and I'd be like, oh, I can just like chill. Like, sure, I could get work done, but like, just at a class, I mean, I was working then, like, oh, right. just chill for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Which is, which is the complete wrong mindset to have. <laughs> it's the exact opposite of what should happen. Yeah. I hope Honestly, that I don't... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I I was just going to say, you should like treat it like a, treat it like a job, like a nine-to-five. That's sad essentially what i was gonna say as well um i have a pretty beefy scholarship i, I know you know that but I, I i've never mentioned it on the show before mm-hmm. um and that i would really really like to retain <laughs> that would be yeah. pretty nice so i really do plan on treating it like a job but i also have not been the best at that through high school obviously you don't really have to treat high school like a job but you know what i mean like i can be kind of bad for procrastination and stuff so Mm -hmm. it's just uh, that that is one thing that kind of makes me nervous about university a little bit it's it is like 99 percent excitement but there's little seeds of doubt like that every now and then you know what i mean right no it's it's not people say that it's hard and it is hard there's no there's no doubt about that but it's not impossible there's no most people you know if if you i'll, I'll put it this way if you if you work at it you're going to do fine but where where you really get caught up is when you know you you fall a little behind and then it's impossible to catch up kind of thing like mm. you might um you might have like an assignment that's due in a week's time and you start it like the day before and so, like, if you if you're spending the whole day working on that assignment, there's like other assignments that you should be starting like a week before that you have to then start the day before, kind of thing. If, right. if you catch them, it playing. snowballs on like, yeah. It, like yeah, like it keeps thing. pushing things forward until you kind of just have a wall of things to do, and that's really difficult. Um, but if if you can prevent that from happening, it's it's not it's not too bad, really. For sure, and that's that's something I'll definitely work towards. Um, my course load looks pretty... It's stuff that I'm all in, interested in. I'm going into public relations. I don't think I've mentioned that either. Um, I'm going into a bachelor of public relations. And lots of the uh, lots lots of the professors look really good. Like mm. um, rating-wise, anyway, on uh, ratemyprofessor.com. That's oh, not yeah. a sponsor, but feel free to reach out if you want to change that. Um, and a, a lot of them... A lot of them just look really good and the courses look really interesting so i think at least for the first semester i'll really be able to invest myself in it so i just hope that i can continue to do that you know what i mean right right we might be trimming down to one show a week as well i don't think i've mentioned that yet i've been pretty steady with two episodes a week during this during the school year it, it might have to be one a week I apologize to all the devoted Tenor Boom fans out there, but I'm, I'm sure he'll be able to he'll be able to suffer through it. And... It'll just make the ones that do come out all the better. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You get ri- riveting commentary like this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Um, um, go ahead. Unless you were just oh, saying um. <laughs> I wasn't really going to say anything. I was going to talk about like motivation a little bit, but that's kind of off topic. Hey, man. No, please, go ahead. Oh, I'll take um, all okay. the content I can get. Feel free. I was just going to... I learned something recently. Like... Oh, there's my cat. Can you hear? <laughs> Holy cow, she just did like a Superman jump off of... Okay, my apologies. Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is cool. I want to learn about the cat. Oh, well, um, I, my mom's just arriving home. We're going to have another special guest on this episode, so I think the cat is just going to the door. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so, like, in terms of, like, keeping keeping to, like, a schedule, like, procrastination is, like, the worst. Like, if, if, you're, if you do that, then it's, you're done for. But, um... I've found, like, uh, it's, like, motivation seems like this elusive kind of thing where it's, like, it's, like, inspired almost, I find. Like, sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not for whatever reason. Um, but it's not actually that way. It's, it's, it can be controlled, I've, I've found, from, like, having to work on stuff consistently. So, like... This is going to sound kind of simple, but I, I find that if, if, you're, if you're thinking about something and it's like in your head, you'll get it done sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So like if, if, you, if you wake up and you're like, oh, I have to like look through your day and be like, okay, I have a class then and then I have this time and then I have this time or whatever. If you, if you sort of plan out like, Okay, well, I have to do this today. I have to do this today. I have to do this today. And then you have that in your head. You you kind of just like hold it there for a while. Like even if you don't want to do the work, you kind of will still do it eventually just cuz it's like I had to do this today and I haven't done it yet, so I'll do it. But it's it's like that act of like thinking about it and keeping it in your head that like gets you to do it. So that's just a little, little tip out there for for Staying on top of university. Yeah, definitely. Having that, I know my my girlfriend likes to keep a uh, an actual physical list of those mm. things. Like I know, I you said you kind of have that list, that to do list in your head. Um, she actually, it's not like a physical list in that it's on a piece of paper, but on her phone. Uh, I've mm. seen I've seen her do it. She she writes it out and then she'll cross it off throughout the day. I find yeah. I feel like something like that would be very useful. Although my brain is my brain is pretty big, so I think I probably could do that <laughs> in my head too. Keep it in there, just like stuff it in one of the little, little grooves, the little crevices yeah. in there. Yeah. Pull that out your ear once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of things come out my ear, so it <laughs> <laughs> can just hit your ride. Um. Do you want to talk a little bit about, uh, you talked about your first semester course, though, if you, if you have anything to touch on about the second semester. Oh, okay. And like, I know you said uh, you found the first semester difficult, and I understand that was more of a transitional thing than a, than a work thing. Yeah. Um, but in terms of, like, uh, content of the course, what were your thoughts on the second semester? So... Some of the courses were the same. I still had the non-ads, and I still had the combo ensemble. Um, I didn't have piano this time because it was only one semester. 
Um, and I still have my personal lessons because that's just like you always have those. Right. Um, but the two courses that were like more academic focused, the, the classical theory and the jazz history, those were changed with a jazz theory course. And um, it's called Jazz Styles and Literature, but it's basically just like analysis of jazz. Um, oh, okay. So the, I found those two were a lot more interesting. Um, the jazz theory was really interesting because it's like super directly applicable to what I'm doing. Um, and also it's just, it's, I find jazz theory a bit more intriguing than, than classical theory, as I said before. So that, that was, that was really good. And also the other thing too, uh, the, the prof for that was my, my personal, not my personal, but my saxophone prof that I'd already had. So I, I knew him really well already. So mm. that was, that was nice. Having a good prof always helps. Um, and then the, I really, really enjoyed the jazz styles and literature. That was super fun essentially what we were doing uh is like there were there were like three projects basically that you had to do like the whole thing um and then after you were done those it was kind of just like whatever but what you would what you would do is like you were supposed to pick a jazz solo um and transcribe it and then and analyze it with like like for the jazz language that's in it and stuff like that. Right. Um, which it sounds kind of daunting, but I mean, we also were sort of taught that and like you could go to the professor and be like, hey, can you help me with this? And he'd be like, yeah, sure. Like he was really chill about stuff. He, he knew that like, no, no one was like a perfect expert at this, right? So For sure. It was, especially for the first like assignment, it was like, yeah, we'd like, it's okay if it's bad, quote unquote. Um, because, uh, once you were done that, you like presented it to the class and then people like gave their input on what you, what you did and like talked about and stuff. So basically when you go to class, it's like someone else, someone is doing a presentation like every day. Maybe there's like two even like, and that's the class. Like you, you listen to someone talk about this cool jazz solo that transcribed and, uh, they play it on their instrument too. And then, you know, you, you talk about it and there's just a lot of interesting little little tidbits that you that you get to to talk about there. Yeah, I would imagine so. That, that sounds. Was, yeah. I I remember my <laughs> any presentation that I gave in music uh, music IB was never as kind, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I would imagine um, at a university level, like being able to get that information and especially getting feedback from everyone like assuming they weren't all just yeah. like dunking on you which i take was was not what well happens. yeah i don't they, they weren't it was, it was pretty open it's like you if you had like this is an example you have like eight bars of solo and like you miss one thing at the end when you're done it's like you know someone might say hey i noticed there was this thing and like oh i didn't even notice that you know and you right. just like it's it's very it's very casual i found which was which was cool good environment that, that's the way to uh, to go about it for sure mm -hmm. um, that sounds really wicked yeah i know yeah. um a buddy of mine um what well, a buddy matt um he'll be he'll be coming on the show as well in a few weeks anyone if anyone's interested in that just throwing that out there um but he was looking at music school for french horn like briefly at, at one point um 
and I, where was I going with that? Something that he he would not be able to contain himself in that environment. He'd just be like wrecking everyone. <laughs> Someone would be like playing a solo and just like, yo, you fucked up that part there. Like, no, you're done. Yeah, it's like, no, my turn now. This is a duo now. Uh, oh my goodness. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's jokes aside. That sounds really cool. Like that entire first year as a whole. Yeah. Um, I I think I might have asked this already. If I did, please just let me know. Um, is there anything in particular you're excited for in second year? You. That's what I was. Oh, I I I. You did ask that before, and I didn't answer it. That's what happened. Yes. Um, right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh. So. Um. I'm a bit more comfortable in the horn now. I, I think I've improved a bit over the first year. I've been trying to work on the summer, just like playing every day, going through. Uh, so I feel like I've gotten a fair bit better, specifically at improvisation. So I'm looking forward to being able to jam with people and stuff. Hmm. It's kind of like a little community in the in the music department. There's like 40 people, staff and students included, and there's like five. No, there's like seven or eight profs. So there's maybe like 32 or like 30-ish students, and they're all in the same building. So you get to know everyone pretty well. Right. Um, and with the COVID restrictions hopefully being lifted, it'll be fun to just, you know, chill in someone's practice room and jam for a bit or, you know, just, just chill out playing music together. Um, I'm looking forward to that, definitely. Yeah, having we didn't really that, like, that sense of community yeah. would be really good, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's fun. Oh, sorry. No, I, I was just I gonna say, know. like, in uh, like all the all the first year and second year students take the same courses essentially, except for like your electives. Okay. Um, and and so like you're all going to the same classes, uh, so you get to know all the all the people in the in your department or not your department, sorry, your your year pretty well. So I. I I've I've made some good friends, which I'm I'm excited to see again. Wicked. Yeah. Um. So glad to super glad to hear that your first year is going all right. Really excited about it. Went well. Your tips about motivation were really nice too. Feel extra motivated now. So that's <laughs> <laughs> that's very good. Um, I did want to touch on some of the music you've made. Yeah. Um. As you've probably now had Muse score open for like 40 minutes. Apologies if your <laughs> computer is going to blow up. Although, if your computer can't run Muse score, then that's another problem. But anyway, um, I'll let you talk a little bit about whatever one you're going to play through first and like how it came about. But, yeah. Uh, feel free. Sure. Um, so, uh, I'll just share my screen here. This one that I this is one that I did for IB. Oh, the both both of these ones are for IB Music. So they were done over like the course of two years ish. Not really like first year, like in grade eleven, I wasn't really working on it, and then grade twelve, I was like kind of working on it a little bit. Um, but I preface I preface with that because personally, I think these are kind of bad, and like they're not as good as they could be. 
if I were to do them differently, or if I do if I were to do it again, I would do it a little bit differently. I think. Um, so keep that in mind, I guess. Uh, no. But this one here um, is a is a solo piece for piano, uh, entitled "Small Infinities." I think I'm just gonna play it first, and then I'll I'll talk about it later. I think is is probably that was the good. best way. Do you want to play it just real quick, just to see if we can hear it good? Yeah, sure. Is that hear that? Yeah, I can hear it. It's like a little quiet. I don't know if you can turn it up um, on your end at all. I have it turned up all the way on my end. If not, okay, it's... I turn the master gain up. Okay. Oh, that's that? much... Yeah, that's much better. Yeah, there we go. Okay. All right.
Oh. So yeah, that was that was that one. Um It's uh I, I actually I actually do like this one. I don't I don't think it's bad necessarily. Um Yeah, I was I was quite yeah. impressed with that. <laughs> yeah, I like that. It's 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 pretty good. Um so essentially the concept with this song I say that the concept I didn't really I didn't really write this with anything in mind I kind of just wrote something and then as I was writing I was like oh I I kind of I kind of can express this in the piece um but it was more of an afterthought than an uh, an initial conception but the the concept was like I wanted a like an a b a kind of form where the first um the first one was sort of uh I don't know what the right word would be. Maybe like tenuous, uh, kind of melancholy, kind of uh, somber, I guess. Uh, then the middle section was like really serene and lush and tranquil. And then the second A section was a repetition of the first one, but it was uh, it was a bit more bright. Um, hmm. In in reference to like what happened in the B section, um, so like the 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 anecdote that I kind of use is like, um, when you have like you know like those those moments when like you're sitting, like maybe it's like the golden hour or whatever, or like it's nighttime and everything's like quiet and nice, and you're kind of like sitting outside and there's like nothing around, and it kind of feels like you have like a little moment to yourself. It's just like a nice, like, like little peaceful moment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I kind of wanted to emulate that a little bit. So the first section is like normal life, quote unquote. Um, and then the second section here, uh, the B section is like the moment. And then afterwards, the A section is like how you feel after that's happened. So like, it's like, oh, you're in normal life, but like, you're a little, you feel a little bit better because like you had that nice little moment. So that's. That's kind of how I conceptualized it a little bit. Right. I really yeah. like that. Thanks. You're very welcome. It it, it was definitely, um, particularly in the B section, very like tranquil. Yeah. <laughs> Which is <laughs> obviously exactly what you were going for. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I was really, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm bad with music for giving just immediate off-the-cuff formulated responses um other than just good or bad for the most part <laughs> this is bad this, this is bad this is good um yeah but I, I would say overall i really enjoyed that i know i've you've i think you've shown me this like months and months ago at this point though yes um, yeah but i don't think i really thought about it that heavily the first time i don't even know if i mm. listened to the the, the full the full piece right. um, but hearing it in full and then hearing you explain it like yeah that's really cool i really like that thanks man you're very welcome yeah this one was i think this of the two that i did for ib this one's definitely my favorite i like this one um, no one look at his candidate number <laughs> oh fuck no <laughs> don't, don't show that no don't look don't look um but yeah the the second one that I did is is the one that I'm I'm a little bit 
hesitant to show because it's I don't think it's very good. Though this is the one uh, that I'm much more familiar with. I will I will show you. <laughs> it's called Polyglot, which is a little bit of a stupid name. Um but whatever. Essentially I a while ago I was just fiddling around in my music program. Um and I was a little bit inspired from like I think it, there was this music there's this music YouTuber that I, I used to watch a lot called Andrew Huang, who does like music production videos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like he'll he'll write a piece and then go through like how he's written it sequentially in the video, which is kind of cool. That's really um, cool. I'll, I will be checking him out after, actually. Yeah, that's, that's super. Uh, but um, there's well, there's one where like he had this really cool groove, which was like. I don't know if I, I, I might have actually just like ripped off the groove, but like it was uh it was like a bunch of like polyrhythms um and it was like an odd length time meter maybe it was like something stupid like like uh like 1917 like meter wise or whatever like it was like an uneven division with like quintuplets or something like that i think mm-hmm. okay or whatever um i can't remember exactly what it was uh but i was like wow that sounds really cool and i wanted to write something like that so i did like a little loop um, and I came up with something that's like three bars of five, four and one bar of three, four. So it's like 18 total. Um, I'll play, I'll play the little thing. Uh, is this good? Yeah. Uh, so this is like the baseline is like, so wait, it's, it's like one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five. Like that's kind of how it goes. Right. And it's like two of those together is like the full kind of thing. So this this is just like the baseline. So that's like it goes through with that as a loop essentially. Um and I had like a drum beat that went with that in like the original loop, and that was essentially it. Um and so when I was like, when I was tasked with like coming up with a piece later on in, in, in grade 12, I was like, hmm, what am I going to do? And I came back to this thing because I thought it was, it was nifty at the time. I still do like this like idea, but I think I kind of didn't really execute it properly overall. Okay. Um, I was trying to do some cool jazz harmony when I didn't know how jazz harmony worked. Um. <laughs> So a little example here, like I, here's, here's like the first like chord thing. It's, it's all right, but I I wanted to go for something that was like, it's, it sounds cool. Um, but there's like a little undertone of like something that's like, oh, it's like kind of dissonant or whatever. Right. Which uh there there are certain ways to go about doing that and i didn't choose the right way because i didn't know how to do it properly could so, i just uh quickly point out yeah improvise improvise light symbol oh <laughs> <laughs> sorry to call just you out like that, that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i sent that to the iv people <laughs> oh well it's all good. i gotta go, i gotta do some mark for for the music so i'm fine whatever um <laughs> But yeah, like here on the on the piano, it's like octaves is fine. This in and of itself is a cool chord. Boom, 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 boom. Mm. It's like a sus. Uh, wait, what's this? It's like um, 
it's like a sus with a major seven or something. Yeah. Like a sus four with a major seven. Which is cool. But then I have it over this um this other thing, this this C sharp. So like you have a G clashing with a G sharp. Yeah. Um so like you have a sus and like a sh a sh what what well, that would be like a sharp eleven. Um it's like a sus with a sharp eleven. So it's like it's it's really like kinda close intervals that sound kinda bad. Um smoothly guitar is kind of ruining it, but um it's uh, I don't know, it's just I feel like I could have gone about that a little bit better. It just it sounds kinda like muddy, I guess, is is what I'm trying to hit home. And uh there's a lot of other chord stuff like that throughout the piece. So that that's one thing I would have changed is I would have improved the harmony. Um okay. uh, I might just play this first section here just to, to put it in context. thing which isn't done properly Just, just in like this little intro thing, it's like the the parts by themselves sound fine, but together, I think they kind of leave something to leave something to be longed for. Right. They're not really, they don't really work together. I, I don't think as as well as they could. I know um, from a playing it perspective, because I don't, I don't know if I don't know if you mentioned or if anyone picked up on it, but um, this particular composition. Because it was a big group one, um, it, we, as a jazz band at the school, played it. I, I say from a playing perspective, like you didn't literally play it as well. I, mm. <laughs> I just thought about that. But, um, <laughs> I know I particularly, um, like, and maybe it was also just sort of from the perspective of, like, my friend wrote this thing, so I found it kind of inherently cool in that mm. way, right? Um, but I remember really enjoying it. At, at least, I, I'm very, I'm a very focused in on my section sort of person, which is not necessarily a good thing. In fact, I, I just I think that's kind of inherently not a good thing. Um, but I'm very focused on like how the me and like the three to four people around me are playing versus right. like the entire band. So, like, mm -hmm. when I heard just the people around me, I was like, okay. Like, I was really getting into it. Um, yeah, like, I think the groove was good. And, like, uh, especially with, with uh, the drummer we had, Heidi Byrne. She's a, she's a great drummer. So she was doing really good. And it was, it was kind of like holding together. Um, the, I, I like that. I think, I think that's good. I think it's, a, it's interesting. I just, I, I didn't have any experience with arranging for a full, like, stage band kind of thing right and i think that that's just the pitfall i, I didn't have enough experience with that so 
it 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 comes out in the final product. That's all. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I could play the rest of it. Um, it goes on for a while. I try to like do some variation things, but stays mostly the same. Um, but yeah, I guess I'll I'll play it. I didn't because it would have been bad. <laughs> I didn't know anything about improvisation. So yeah, I'll just I'll skip to that because I don't need to hear that. Uh, oh no, so please! Yeah. I that was I was you were just getting to the good part. I think this is this is the where it picks up again. the piece i think i think actually this section um isn't too bad uh but the, the first section I, I think is it needs to be improved but other than that overall it's like fine i guess right like you've got to consider the the level that you're at like yeah for, when, for when i wrote this music for student? a high school student it's like yeah it's it's, it's all right it's kind of groovy i was grooving i was definitely mm -hmm. grooving while i was playing you're grooving. I was grooving and schmooving. You know, you know what's up. You know what I'm saying. I love, I love to the uh, kind of the bullshit response. Like when you when you're doing this for IB, you have to give like a reflection on the piece that you made. Right. So I I had like an actual reason for the first one, but for this one I didn't. So I kind of just made something up, 
and what I said, I think if I recall exactly what I said, it was like I wanted to I wanted to make it like about the struggles of daily life. So I made it dissonant on purpose. <laughs> right. But like I didn't. It just happened to come out that way. So That's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the idea of like, oh, it's just like, you know, life is just so hard, so I put together polyglot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Uh yeah, I did, um, so I didn't submit a piece for IB. We did, um, like, a little quartet performance for our, oh, like, yeah, creative did. thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my reflection was, well, I was just talking about how insightful I found the course and how all of this, and, like, granted, it did, did really open my eyes to how much I like music, but, mm-hmm. like, I talked about, like, how much of, like, a bond we all had and how, how much it how much it really brought us together and it's just right. like every class, we were all just like destroying each other. So it's just, <laughs> like, just kind of funny. And like after every recording of the quartet, the like the first thing we'd say would be like, "How did you mess up that badly?" Like it was not. There was no bond whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> was, well, there was, but it definitely not in the way I'd put across. You're just on each other. Say that again. Sorry. You're just ripping on each other. Yes. Yeah. We're we're very good at that. I've actually got um, an episode coming up planned where the four of us are all going to be on and we're going to talk about our quartet. Oh. And um, yeah. some, of our, some of our... That would be cool. Our quartet was not the best. Um, it, like, r- writing-wise, it was fine. Granted, it wasn't, like, a completely original thing. We just did slight variations on, like, Christmas carols, basically. Mm. Okay. Um, so, like, I say writing-wise, it was fine, but, like, we did minimal writing. I was the one who did sure, the most sure. changes to any of them, and they were all just yeah. super minor stuff. But, um, yeah, our performance was not the best. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, I'm sure we'll touch on that more uh, when I have them on. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you have any, like final words just on on those compositions is more so um i think uh i think i i'm maybe a little bit biased like uh i like i i created them so like i've i've been sitting with it for a while and it's been like i made it a while ago too so maybe i have a bit of a new perspective now but like i find whenever i make something I'm always like my worst critic, and I feel like a lot of creative people are. Uh, so, I would just say that it's after listening to it again, it's like it's not the best, but like it's it's not that bad. It's like it's all right, you know. I think I'm in the exact same boat as you in terms of in terms of I the the path I take after creating something like. Um, I'll I'll, t- I'll use Indian Horse as an example. That was the first like full thing I've I've put out composition I've put mm-hmm. out. Um, when I first put it out, I was like really really excited about it. I really really liked it, and I, you know, like I I was really thrilled about what I'd done. But, right. Like as kind of the months passed on it, and like I think whenever something's an assignment, it also just takes something out of it. You know, like when you're doing something yeah, a little for bit, a project. Definitely. 
so that that definitely took away a little bit and then you know as i like you said as i'd sat with it for a little bit i just i started nitpicking and you know pointing out the flaws yeah. and stuff like that but mm-hmm. it probably took until maybe two months before i started the show that i kind of started coming around on it again and yeah now i've just kind of like leveled out like yeah it's pretty good it's not it's not mm-hmm. like the best thing ever <laughs> that's for sure yeah but it's you know it's it's all right so i think that's like i think that's a pretty common path with, yeah that people take with their works it's like being able mm-hmm. to accept that like you know where you were when you wrote it and, wh- and what level you were at when you wrote it since yeah accept it for what it is sort of deal yeah and it helps to have like fresh ears like when you're i say years because writing but like if you're doing art or doing like actual literature or whatever it, like it helps to like like take a break for a bit and like come back to it because you'll see it with with a new perspective right um, i don't know who i might, it might be, even be stephen king but i've i've read a book of his about like his process of writing and he says he whenever he finishes the manuscript for a book he'll put it in like his drawer or whatever or put it in storage and wait like a long time like six months even without touching it whatsoever (laughs) and then he'll come back to it and read it and that's he'll make like edits and things like that just so we can have like a completely new perspective right on on what he's written that's really smart (laughs) yeah he tends to be a pretty smart guy that stephen king guy well yeah he's he's definitely he's definitely up there (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah that's you should uh at some point tell me the name of that book because i find like Anything where I can, like, learn about someone's creative process, I always find, like, really interesting. Like, I'm, I'm an absolute geek for that sort of stuff. Like, whatever it is. Well, uh, I have the book. Um, oh, like, physical called On copy. Writing? Yeah, I have a physical copy. Um, I don't know why I said yeah, that called... so surprised. That's, like, most people <laughs> have physical <laughs> copies. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you the link. Sure. Uh, part of it's, like, a memoir of, like him growing up um and then like the next i I don't know if it's the first half is the memoir or the second half is but like one half is the memoir um and then the the second half of it is like his actual process like how he goes about writing so right yeah i'm I'm in the middle of a book on uh steve kerr who is a former basketball player current coach of the golden state warriors I'm i'm a basketball fiend i think i've mentioned before um, so I'm I'm working on that book right now, but once I finish that up, I, I will look into that because that sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, I I thought it was a good read. I enjoyed it. No, uh, if any of you are looking for a good read, <laughs> make sure to make sure to <laughs> take a peek. Um, um, we're we're so in sync with the ums. It's it's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> We've done that like three or four times. I got now. one more piece I could show. It's not done though, so. I mean, it's up to you if if you'd like to, you know, keep that to yourself and work on it, then you can. Or if you want to drop a little sneak peek, feel free. Well, uh, my uh, my friend and I, my friend Angus Ryan, um, we're making. So there's this game. I'm sure a lot of you know of it called Friday Night Funkin'. It's a rhythm game, and uh, me and him have been pretty into it for a while. And there's a bunch of mods for the game. We thought we'd try and make one ourselves. Yes, uh, Angus has mentioned this to me. Yeah, I think yes. So there's this YouTuber who covers the game, who's honestly kind of cringe, 
He's <laughs> not not very into what he does is he's he, he goes into VR chat and he'll like make up stories like completely unrelated to the mods, but just like with the characters. Right. About completely different things. And it's not very good, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so we had the idea of like making like an ironic mod for this creator. Right. Uh but like make it really good. So hopefully he would play it and then it would be kind of funny. Yes, right. Okay. Um, so uh here we were here's the first song. I've been working on this for a while. Um and essentially uh this song is based on his intro. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, maybe I still have the sample. I can like play it. Uh, let's see. Uh, um, is this, so the, the thing you're about to play is his intro? Yeah, it's the intro that he has for his thing. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't know which one it is. No. Coming up. Oh, no, it's not that. Um. Tell me why you've got reverse fart in there. <laughs> it's a sample I had. Oh, that is just... I used it as a riser in one, in one song. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I have the, uh, the intro. Anyways, it's like... He's got like an... In- I, 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 I'll ba- yeah, I based it on the thing. So the entire song is kind of like based on that little intro and then I wrote like other parts to go with it. Okay. So this first section is like essentially what the intro sounds like and then this section is like my own section and I replay it and then I have like a completely different section. So that's, that's kind of the thing. Okay. And then also I have here like a sample. He uses this every single time. It's like coming up on Papa Fear Gaming. So I took that and, and put it as the intro. But yeah, just, it's not done yet though. So some of the sections are a little bit not unfinished, so just keep that in mind. Coming up on Pop of Fear Gaming. This doesn't have a base yet. either but then this is just a transition to the next section unfinished too here and then I was gonna have like a little like like beat drop like a little trap section Yeah, that's that's the uh, 
that's what I've been working on. Very cool. Very, very yeah. cool. I just recently, um, I don't, I don't like own the game, but I was on uh, Newgrounds trying it out. Um, just like two or three weeks ago. It was the first time mm. I'd, I'd, I'd played it. Yeah. Um, I am not good. <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's very tricky. I was trying to one-hand it, and I know... That, that is even harder, yeah. I know Angus plays one-hand. He, he Angus plays one-handed on out of spite because he didn't do two-handed early on. <laughs> so he doesn't want to switch packs. So now he's actually pretty good at one-handed, too, is the thing. He's gotten really good at it, but... It's 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 a lot easier two handed. You'll definitely have to keep me. Uh, you'll have to keep me involved in the. Uh... Oh, this game is a rhythm game, by the way. I think you meant. Yeah, yeah, you, I don't yeah. Know like if each. Mentioned what so it's like. It it's like one person sings a line, and then the other person sings a line. So it's like the guy singing, and then this is the response that your character has, and you have to like put in the inputs or whatever. So that's why it's like done like that. There's two different voices. Um, Just for anyone yeah. who doesn't know. I know particularly mm-hmm. my dad watches this show, so I highly doubt he knows what fl- uh, Friday Night Funkin' is. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's like a rhythm game. Yeah. <laughs> Unless right. he's an absolute gamer. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe, maybe he is. <laughs> maybe, maybe he really likes this game. I'm not sure. I doubt it, though. Um, but um, yeah, you'll have to keep me updated on this. Mm-hmm. I find this really cool. The, one, the reason that I wanted to share this is because just in reference to like what i've like how far i've come i guess like i've learned a lot more about jazz harmony and i like put it to use here with like this section right um so like oh wait that's not right uh it's like these chords here um That's like a fairly common progression, but like I understand it now. Um, so yeah, like like there's this thing in jazz harmony, like you can do over a two five one progression called the tritone substitution, which okay. is something you learn about in university. And I was like, oh, I should do that here, and then I did it, and I was like, yeah, I I used something that I learned. <laughs> right. So that's I was just I was kind of happy with how that turned out. It's always like a really cool moment when it's like. You've been learning something, whether it be like self-taught or through school or whatever, and like you find it, you find a moment where you can like put it into use. Mm. I always find it that's yeah. really because cool, it's like, oh my gosh, it's happening! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, you know what I mean? <laughs> I did it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's wicked, though. That's um. Thanks. Yeah. No. Um. I mean, I'm, all I'm, of the I'll music be... with. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, I just I, I'll be. I uh, I've only seen like like stills like that angus has drawn for the uh for the mod so i'll be excited to see like everything all together when it's done so if he's willing yeah. to uh submit some to the show i'd be i'd be happy to give them an update on how it's coming mm. along i think uh i think he wanted to do like a documentary on on the, on the creator and then like the, like at the end he was just like hey we made we made this go play it kind of thing so very cool okay it'll probably be like a while before this comes comes out but right yeah a little, little sneak peek okay okay um if um what was his what was the creator's name again the uh the... papa fear papa fear gaming papa fear if you want to um release a diss track on them for calling you cringe <laughs> i will review it on the show so 
That's that's my invite. <laughs> I will review it and have you on the show to talk about it. So I'm, I'm, I'm laying it down now. Um, in all seriousness, um, that was really cool. Um, we had a... Me and Michael were talking before we started, and I suggested the number... I suggested to have three pieces to talk about to come on. Um, initially, that was a time thing, but we talked for 40 yeah. minutes <laughs> before we got to the music, it turned out. So the time oh, did yeah. not become an issue at all. Um, but uh, he he initially had the two um, ready, and I was like, okay, two is chill, right? Like, two is totally fine. Um, but he, you, you came in clutch, and you surprised me with a third one, so... Thank you for yep. that. <laughs> You're welcome. I am full of surprises. That you are, Mr. Forbes. <laughs> Mr. Forbes, number one sexy man. Number one like, sexy what, 2017. man alive. <laughs> Oh my. Well, um, I think we are getting to a point where we're probably going to wrap up soon. Um, I don't know if you, uh, if you have any socials where you put any of this stuff on. If you do, feel free to share them now. I have... Zero socials. <laughs> that is what I thought, but I was I wanted I did in case you did have one I didn't want to just yeah. absolutely shut you down. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I might I might make something soon. Who knows? I mean, hey, keep us updated. <laughs> Always looking for guests. We'll 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 rerun <laughs> it, and you can talk about your new stuff. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for being on today. It's been been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Yeah, this was awesome. Thanks for having me yeah um and thanks to everyone for listening um if you're on spotify thank you for the stream make sure to share it and download it if you want to listen on the go uh, if you're on youtube make sure to subscribe like comment and hit that notification bell if you want to be notified for future episodes um if you're through anchor still don't know how anchor works so i guess figure it out um and yeah <laughs> I really should figure out how Anchor works <laughs> I've been on it literally since the first episode so I, I didn't even know it existed So it's, it's essentially like you put it in Anchor and then through Anchor you can distribute it to oh. other podcasting services that's cool Yeah, um, I may also be on Apple Podcasts by the time this episode release is so if I am thanks for the Stream and download. I think that's that's what they do. Um, and make sure to share. Anyway, um, this has been Tenor Boom. I've been. Oh jeez, what did I call myself? Oh yeah, the second sexiest man alive. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, yeah. I had to. I usually like to call back to what I say at the start, but I couldn't quite remember. Um, I've been jealous of Michael this whole time. Thank you for watching the show. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, see you around, everyone. <laughs>